1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, rock stars, welcome back. Glad you're here for another episode of Tax Hacker Tuesday. Tim put together something very special for the audience right here at Epic, and he put together his Tax Hacker Blueprint. On, I mean, a blueprint, literally a custom blueprint just for you on how to hack the tax code in your favor, ethically, honestly, legally, and even with Uncle Sam's black. Blessing. So it comes with five specific elements to create this blueprint and it's all custom just for you. He's going to give you a one-on-one consultation to establish where you are and where you want to go. He's going to give you a custom tax action plan organized into easy to follow steps so you can keep all of the money that's rightfully yours. He's going to give you an asset protection plan organized into easy to follow steps so you know how to protect everything that you want protected as he puts it so the bad guys don't come and get it. And then he's going to give you an accelerated retirement strategy so you can enjoy life while you're still young enough to do so. This working 40 to 50 years, it doesn't have to be that way and he's going to position your life and position your assets into a format that really will accelerate your retirement strategy so you can go kind of against the norm, go against the grain and beat everybody there. And then he'll also give you quarterly check-ins to keep you on track towards your goals. So that's the Tax Hacker blueprint. It's normally $3,000 a year that he charges for this level of planning and consulting. The introductory offer is half off just for you here at Epic for $1,500. And if Tim and his team can't save you at least double that, then it's totally free. You pay nothing. So go to taxhacker.com, grab Tim's free book on how to navigate the loopholes in Trump's new tax plan. And then after, you'll have an opportunity to schedule some time with Tim and his team and just let them know. You heard this on the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast, no question will be asked that introductory offer will be yours and then uh, tell them that you want your tax hacker blueprint go to taxhacker.com and everything you need it's right there all now on with the show
0: this is
1: terio media did you know that up to 50% of your lifetime income will be wiped out by taxes? What if you could stop this madness? Isn't it about time you play on a level playing field with the wealthiest 1%? Now you can. Tim Barry, attorney at law, shares here each and every week current tactics and strategies that anyone can implement to hack the tax code. Protect your assets and keep what's rightfully yours. It's time for Tax Hacker Tuesday. All righty, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. It is Tax Hacker Tuesday with my attorney and friend, Tim Barry. Hey, Tim.
0: Hey, Matt. How are you doing?
1: Doing very well. Right here on Mondays here at Epic, we show you new and creative ways as well as time-honored ways of making money using real estate. And on Tuesdays, Tim will show you how to keep it. I've got all the questions, he's got all the answers, and we try to make it the, the, the exciting subject of taxes as an enjoyable and as digestible palatable as possible.
0: What, what do you mean by that, Matt? Isn't this always exciting? Isn't this always uh, palatable? Isn't this always digestible? It wasn't
1: until I met you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alrighty. So today we're going to talk about flipping and how that uh, jives with employment taxes. This is something that you wanted to talk about. So I don't really know what this is about as I never do at the beginning of the show, but I'm always so much smarter after we're done. So Talk to me about flipping and employment taxes. What do we need to know and what do we not need to know?
0: Well, what we need to know is that there's a bunch of different taxes out there. Well, we already know that there's way too many taxes out there. Uh, There's income taxes. But then if you run a business and if you're running it inside of an LLC that's a partnership or a sole proprietorship, you have to pay employment taxes on your ordinary income that you create inside that business and what a lot of people don't realize is those employment taxes are 15.3 percent on top of your regular income and that most people probably end up paying more in employment taxes than they pay in regular income taxes Uh, and it's uh pretty horrific in the, if you take a step back. And here's the, the ironic part of the whole thing. These employment taxes go to fund your social security. Some people know them as your social security taxes. And the challenge is, I don't know if you guys saw the report or not, they said that social security isn't going to be just bankrupt. There's going to be absolutely no funds to pay anybody. And I think it was 2035. So we're going to have the luxury, the benefit of Paying the government 15.3% on the income we're making, and yet nothing's going to be there. What a, a wonderful concept. So that's what I kind of want to talk about was be aware of these additional taxes, these employment taxes, 15.3%. That means you make 100000 That's another $15,000 on mm-hmm. $100,000 of profit. It's just crazy, absolutely crazy.
1: So that's when you are flipping just Joe Schmoe is flipping in his name.
0: If Joe Schmo's flipping in his name or Joe Schmo's flipping in the name of an LLC, they're gonna to have to pay that additional fifteen point three percent on the profits from the flipping. And the challenge is Joe Schmo doesn't know that. Joe Schmo has no clue about that.
1: He's just happy he made a hundred thousand dollars this year.
0: Yeah, they really are.
1: They are. But he didn't make a hundred thousand dollars, did he? He made eighty five thousand and now he's gotta pay taxes on that.
0: Yeah. And here's the crazy part, too, is I help people with whenever they run into tax problems, uh, as well as helping try to fix it beforehand, uh, inoculate them from uh, the tax problems. And probably the number one reason why people run into tax problems is they're newly self-employed. They just left the W-2 job working for the man. They didn't know about employment taxes. Then they do their taxes and they say, oh, my gosh, I've got a tax bill of X, Y, Z thousands. I can't afford to pay that. They freeze they don't pay. And now they just fall behind and behind and behind and behind due to the employment tax situation. Got it. All right. So that's how not to do it. That's how not to do it. All right. So how do we do it correctly? Well, the best way to do it is utilize a corporation because now it's the corporation that gets hit with the tax liability and corporations don't pay employment taxes. Now, If you utilize an S corporation, you're going to have to pay yourself a reasonable salary. And that reasonable salary, you're going to have employment taxes on that reasonable salary, but anything over and above that isn't going to be subject to employment taxes. Same thing with a C corporation. You can pay yourself a salary, a reasonable salary. It's it's going to have uh, employment taxes, but the dividends that come out of the C corp, not subject to the employment taxes so that's the way to do it utilize a corporate structure on your flips and big thing here uh, matt we talked what was it two weeks ago Mm -hmm. uh, about don't put real estate inside of a corporation in particular an s corporation well this is for flips it's okay to do it if you're going to buy and sell in a rapid manner but don't put long-term buy and holds inside of a corporation because that's just stupid but for flipping utilize a corporate structure, whether it's an S corporation or a C corporation depends upon your situation to limit the amount you're going to pay on the employment taxes.
1: Got it. All right. So we rule of thumb is you're going to hold in like an LLC or a trust and you are going to flip in a corporation. Fantastic summary. Yes, absolutely. So question we get, is, and we've been getting this for the last 10 years, particularly from brand new investors that decide, hey, I'm going to go start a real estate investing business. At what point should they start looking at creating their entities?
0: You know, I would say if they're making 30,000 profit. Start okay. looking at setting up a corporation at that point in time. If they're going to be doing the flipping, if it's a buy and hold real estate, I'd say as soon as they have 30,000 of equity, start setting up something that's going to protect that equity. Cause that would hurt to start losing 30,000. If you got hit with some lawsuit. Totally. So the 30 K rule. Yeah. Let's call it the 30 K rule. All right. Uh, let's like put it into place, Matt. Let's make it official.
1: <laughs> yep. We're going to put a little TM right after it, and uh, we are good to go. That <laughs> stands right, so, for Tim, right? Pardon me? That stands for Tim, yes, right? Yes, it's M4. Tim and Matt.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Oh, and M first. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I, 50%. I'll take the front <laughs> half or the back half. It's all the same to me.
0: Okay. Um, so
1: 30,000 on the S Corp. I've heard as to why, but why, why did you come up with that number? on the flips or the well, profits
0: once you start dealing with another entity you're going to have to start dealing with paperwork you're going to have to start dealing with payroll uh, you're going to start having a pain in the posterior to deal with mm-hmm. so why even put up with that whenever the dollar amounts are somewhat small once you get to thirty thousand, that means you're if you've got the secret to get to 30 you've got the secret to get to 300 you just mm-hmm. replicate it more and more and more so at that point you're going to be a rocket ship so let's start putting that stuff into uh, planning got it
1: okay Sounds good to me. Um, Anything else to add with that?
0: You know what? I'm going to be a little bit uh, uh, fragmented here. And uh, I want to tell you about the one case that I just dealt with. uh, Well, not dealt with, but some clients I just had earlier. They just had a lawsuit. And it's the craziest lawsuit on the face of earth. But I just thought I'd share with people how crazy lawsuits can be. Is this a good time, Matt? Are you going to be upset if I do this? You're not going to be too mad? No, not as long as it's not my lawsuit. Is that the truth? So I had these people, they had a property, they're renting it out and their lease said black and white, no pets allowed. So guess what the tenant goes out and does?
1: Got a tenant. I've got a pet.
0: Yeah, they got a, uh, they got a pet. It was a pet tenant. No, uh, (laughs) it was a pet. They get a pet Mm -hmm. and we already know how this is going to end the pet ends up mauling another person and now there's a lawsuit and uh, the poor landlords are dragged into this lawsuit. They're saying they shouldn't have allowed the tenant to get this pet and in reality, this was the last week of the lease, literally the last week this happened and the landlords had no clue about this. They were absentee landowners over in a different state and everything. So, they had no clue about this. So, they now go to court to get the case thrown out against them. And so they get the case thrown out against them. Now, this wouldn't be a story I'd be telling on uh, the, the radio or a podcast if they the, that stayed that way. Instead, what happened was the tenant, no, I'm sorry, the person who got mauled, they went and they appealed the judgment to have the uh, case against the uh, landlords thrown out. And so the appellate court says, you know what, you're right. The landlords should have to still be get – they should still get sued. And not only that, they've got to pay all attorney's fees for the appellate court. Is that insanity?
1: Yes, when they even said no pets allowed.
0: They even said their own rules said no pets allowed. And there was no wink, wink, nod, nod where they Mm -hmm. said, oh, yeah, you can have one anyway. These people are hardcore. And they said, no, no pets. We don't want it. The tenant just you know snuck in the dog. The dog mauled someone. And not only are they subject to the lawsuit, but now they're subject to what is probably even more is the attorney's fees for the appellate decision to bring them back into the lawsuit. It's just absolute insanity. So now,
1: if we were to rewind that, now that you just terrified everybody that was considering being a landlord, yeah. what, <laughs> what could they do? What could that have landlord done differently to protect himself from that situation?
0: Well, and this is going to sound like a setup, but it's not. Uh, they could have structured their financial affairs better so that if they did get involved in the lawsuit, they wouldn't care. So mm-hmm. if there was a judgment against them, it just wouldn't matter. Uh, that one property might be up for grabs, but their other properties wouldn't be up for grabs. But quite honestly, this is a case of they did everything right, mm-hmm. and they're still being penalized. It's just stupid, stupid as could be.
1: There's a lot of things that happen in the, in the legal system that are stupid as can be
0: oh i totally agree with
1: you there yeah i I don't maybe you can confirm this and i don't know if it's a urban legend but the the burglar fell through the skylight of a house and as he fell down he cut himself with on the kitchen knife as he was falling through the ceiling and then he sued the owner for i don't know negligence of their kitchen utensils and he won
0: well, they shouldn't leave those things out there, should they? I know. They it. should have those hidden somewhere. <laughs> I mean, you never know when that burglars can be falling through that roof and might be hurt by that stuff, huh? Yep. So
1: <laughs> have you heard that story?
0: I've heard that story. I've heard variations of it. I don't know if that itself is the exact one or not, but there's all sorts of stupidity out there. I had one uh, out in Washington where these people had road rage and- Dad and Junior were in the front car and they were being chased by someone else. Dad and Junior went over to their house, ran inside their house, rode Rager behind them, still kept on running, kicked down the door. Dad blasted the guy who kicked down the door. Dad got hit with a lawsuit. And there's all sorts of stupidity mm-hmm. out there. It's yeah. just insanity.
1: Hmm. It uh, makes you think.
0: Yeah, that's an uplifting subject to end the uh, totally. presentation with huh? or the podcast. So let's talk about a happy story for a landlord. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. They, they put it in a trust and the tenants paid and everybody lived happily ever after.
0: It's a wonderful thing. Most tenants do pay. Most tenants aren't pains in the butts and you get that cash flow, and it's free money. That's that's the thing I love by the way about rental income. It's free money for the most part. Your depreciation your deduction is going to offset it. So you don't have to pay taxes on it. It increases. It keeps up with inflation. So it's not like your stupid CD paying 0.0001%. Right. And the value of the property increases too. I mean, it's a wonderful thing most of the time yeah
1: Yeah. we only remember the bad ones
0: yeah unfortunately yeah yeah
1: Yeah. it's no fun to talk about i received my check this month (laughs) and (laughs) then story's over well it is kind of fun depending on which perspective you're on from but the Totally. And then then also the tenant is paying down the debt for you as well. So they're buying the house for you.
0: You know, most people don't get that also. They don't understand on the return on investment that the tenant is actually paying the principal payments. Yeah. Uh, that's just a wonderful thing as well. The, You're
1: right. amortization center. Yeah. Totally. All righty. Well,
0: this was a good one. Um, if
1: you'd like, you can go to taxhacker.com and download Tim's free book, Um, just the five loopholes in Trump's new tax plan. That's the the new name of the book. (laughs) Otherwise, (laughs) it is really long. But you can get that free book at taxhacker.com. And after you've done that, you'll have the opportunity to schedule some time with Tim And either he or one of his professionals that work alongside him will get on the phone with you for a short five to 10 minute call to assess your situation. If there's a good fit, they'll take the next step and schedule a tax action plan for you. And if there's not a good fit, they'll go ahead and they'll they'll share some alternative resources to where a better fit for you can be made. Either way, Tim and his team are committed that you are better off after the call than you were before. All righty, Tim, any last bit of advice?
0: Well, the last bit of advice, I'm going to ask you for the last bit of advice. Josh, I just changed the title of the book to Get Your Free Money Now.
1: Get Your Free Money Now. That's a better, that's a much better title. Where were you in the design process?
0: I don't know, hiding out somewhere.
1: All righty, so that's it for Tim and myself and we'll see you next week for another episode of Tax Hacker Tuesday on the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. That's it for today, as we dream of a tax system that works just for you. But until then, you have Tim Barry. See you next Tuesday for another episode of Tax
0: Hacker Tuesday.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.